Hello and welcome to Can't Find My Way Home, the podcast where expats from around the globe talk about the music and art scene in their adopted home. I'm your host, Craig. In this episode of Can't Find My Way Home, I spoke with Jonas Kuna. Jonas is a German musician, our first German musician, our first German on this podcast, so I'm very pleased about that too. But Jonas made his name in the music world with the band Black Rust. We talk about how it all began for him, from uh, his hometown in Allen to Münster and then on to Dortmund and eventually all over the world. There's also chat about punk bands, Norwegian black metal, learning the music business in the old school way, as well as a track from Jonas's first solo album. We round things off with the top five. Without further ado, Jonas Kuna. Joining me today is uh, Jonas Kuna. Yeah. Jonas, thanks very much. We're sitting here in my kitchen in Dortmund and we're just warming up here with a, a cold Brinkhoff's beer. <laughs> thanks very much for joining us, uh, Jonas. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're here to talk a little bit about uh, your musical past and your present and a little bit about the future too. Yeah. Where would you like to start? How did you get into it, Jonas? What was your way into the music business? Um... So I was raised in a in a very musical. In, I was raised in a very musical um, family. Family, yeah. My my dad used to be a drummer, and my mom was really into heavy metal stuff, and a great Deep Purple fan. Mm-hmm. And so I was raised with a lot of styles and music, and I really like the um, stuff like the Police and Peter Gabriel and Genesis. It was the music my my dad um, loves and still hears. <laughs> And but but making music, I started with uh, with the, in, in the age of sixteen when I moved to to the North Sea shore to um, yeah to to uh, get to know some women. <laughs> and uh, I True guess, story. I guess did it work? This is this is the twenty twenty million dollar question. It worked, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the, the podcast over then. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, um, when you the new kid. In town, it was really easy to to get to know um, the cool people, which uh, which were um, on the on the uh, on the r- same side of musical taste. Mm. So we, um, I found good friends. I still have. Is it a bit like for for young kids of this age, teenagers? They either play sports and they make friends this way if you're moving to a new town or a new city. I guess, I guess, country. yeah. I guess the so. other way is to, you know, join a band or start your mm-hmm. own band or really... I just um, grew up without having the internet. So we have we were, we had to do something. <laughs> you, you were keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and from um, there, so from uh, as a kid of 16, but you played guitar before that or you learned to play... I learned to play um, the year before that, yeah. And this was the kind of classic bedroom. Yeah, you, you'd have a an yeah, just the guitar and just yeah, pick yeah. It up and, and just it bought play. that uh, book from Peter Bursch, where mm-hmm. you can teach yourself the guitar. Remember those days when you used to get books that showed yeah. you how to do awesome. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go buy a book, kids. It's one of these great things. Yeah, and from from there, uh, you know, when you left school, or how did what was the next step then to get you into the semi-professional or professional world of music the thing is we started a punk rock band 
in Wilhelmshaven called The Virgin Suicides. Cool name, by the way. Mm. Um, and we never saw it as a hobby. Never. I always thought it's it's not just time with my friends and play along um, little rock songs. No, I always wanted to to uh, keep it professional from, from day one. I don't know why, but I always thought it could be a good idea to 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 become a musician as a job. So the seeds were planted at a kind of early age. Was, yeah, yeah. For a lot of people, it's maybe this idea of if something's worth doing, it's worth doing right. You know, it's, yeah, if you yeah. Really, even speaking for myself as a musician who's not really done much in the sense, but you know, recorded some albums or played shows, it's mm. you want to do the best job you can. Yeah, with it, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was never, never my my intention to to keep it semi-professional. So we started that punk rock band, mm -hmm. and we uh, rehearsed a lot. And we were on the, in the beginning, we were really, really good. We were a good band, we're still a good band. And um, yeah, we always keep it professional from day one. Just we we um, try to to have our. It's always the small steps to have this own or this this own rehearsal room mm -hmm. and have your own equipment and have a lot of shows and have a tour we used to tour with a band called Union Youth at the beginning of the 2000s um, and they were quite big at the time as a grunge band and they said no to Fred Durst <laughs> with a big record deal really? And they, yeah and they uh, this was through his own label or yeah 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 and um they had a massive uh, big article in the Rolling Stone at that time and they were touring with the Smith and Pumpkins and so we toured with them which was awesome we they kind of took you under their wing a little bit yeah yeah showed you, yeah. Showed you the ropes yeah yeah the hard rock and roll life <laughs> yeah so it's uh, <laughs> I'm sure there are many adventures that we can get into about this hard rock and roll <laughs> life yeah uh, what time frame are we talking about here Jonas this would be what year approximately it was uh, 2000 until 2003 and this would be at the height, uh, the, the band you're in, the Virgin Suicide. Mm -hmm. How would you describe, is it more a Blink-182 or some 81, this kind of punk, it, nah. pop punk? Or? No, it was always, we always um, saw us like some, some kind of mixture between grunge rock mm -hmm. and the old punk rock stuff like like the Dead Kennedys right, or so the Ramones. Of, okay, so a bit more of the classic yeah, punk yeah, and, yeah, punk and yeah. that. I always, I always hated some 41 and Blink-182. <laughs> I don't like them too. So there we, <laughs> are, like, we, we are kindred spirits there. Because yeah, it's, oh uh, yeah, it's an American pop punk, but it's a, it's a thing, yeah. Yeah. We, we were um, still, uh, we were into Weezer at the time and Pearl Jam and, um, and still are. Did you ever listen to the Weezer album they released with all the cover versions on it? Mm-hmm. It was last year or the year It was last year, it? Yeah. yeah. It was cool, right? Yeah, it was, it was uh, awesome. Was it the Don't Stop Believing you did? I yeah, yeah, remember, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they did yeah, all these yeah. mad covers and all that. Yeah. yeah. Africa, they did Africa. Africa, okay. Yeah. I knew it was one of the kind of classics, but yeah. <laughs> cool band. Music. Yeah, really, really good band. And I really like the the um, Blue album. With a, they with made it simple for us, right? It was blue, blue green, green, and yellow, I guess. And Pinkerton was, Pinkerton one of the, other ones. was the yellow yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, the yellow one. Yeah. And the happy days. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> How long were they? So the band are still together, yeah? Yeah. You're still yeah. 
performing or from time to time you get from time to time we we get together and perform on each other's weddings <laughs> well hopefully that's not too often because it's, it's either a very big band or yeah you know you can guess the rest so um but you get together and have a good yeah, time yeah 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 it's so, fun seeing the guys again yeah, yeah. Are, are they all based uh, no they're based um they're based all over Germany alright so, so they've moved on and yeah yeah got married or yeah, yeah. not got married yeah. or whatever they've done <laughs> and how long was the band together for then Jonas um, a couple of years yeah you said. yeah three years we were together and then um, we finished school and the others went uh, to the university and I started my my social work instead of going to the army right yeah this uh, uh, we, we should mention that up until was it ten years ago or so that in Germany men of a certain age with school leaving age you had a choice to go to either the uh, military yeah. or to perform some kind of civil service duties yeah. mm-hmm. and so I decided not to go to the army and um, I worked in a in a in a social working station for drug abuse people yeah people and with I, drug or substance yeah, abuse problems yeah, yeah. and a and a homeless uh, shelter a homeless shelter yeah this is where I worked and the other uh, our guitar player he just started studying in Göttingen mm. um, the other guitar player just started studying in, in Trier and so we were spread all over yeah all over um, that doesn't help yeah <laughs> started all over um, because this would be the days Germany. before the internet really was taking off yeah at this particular yeah. time yeah, yeah. so it's not as easy yeah. as now to yeah. record your own parts online and then yeah. just I remember it was a really huge thing to to record our demo stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a massive, <laughs> um, a massive um, mixing pult, and and we just recorded on tape. Yeah, and so and um, in the year two thousand and two, um, parallel to to the, the punk rock guys, we started Black Rust in my hometown in Arn, which is near Münster, and so it was some kind of two band stuff. At that time, and then the Virgin Suicides um, decided to, okay, to take a break, (laughs) and then on the other side we we started Black Rust. And this is the project that you're most well known with, or you've done the most work. Mm -hmm. Why don't we talk a little bit about Black Rust? Yeah, this seems like a good place to start. Before we started recording, we were talking about some of the adventures of the band, not in too much detail, but uh, (laughs) yeah, just uh, there's some great stories to share. Yeah. Uh, the band, uh, as you were saying, they're based in Münster or yeah, in near, near Münster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, near Münster, yeah. Were these local musicians that you met or you were... Because the music scene can be quite a small village in many respects. You you know someone who knows someone. Mm-hmm. Oh, we need a drummer, we need, I know this guy. Or we, we had the luck that in our hometown we had a massive and a good um, heavy metal scene. And so we started as a two person project just our guitar player and me with two acoustic guitars and we started in that in that music scene in that iron music scene which was full of heavy metal people and they respected us and they liked us and it was a good company a good community and I um, we uh, moved to Dortmund in 2004 and then we were Dortmund based band we found our bass player and our piano player and our drummer we were all friends we knew us from school they joined the band in 2004 so quite close in this respect yeah 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 uh, Munster's an interesting 
you call it a town? Yeah, small city. Well, it's it's it's, it's a, a city. Yeah. yeah, it's a city. Yeah, and of course, it's a university city, mm-hmm. right? So I'm thinking there's a lot. Of, I've been to Munster a few times, but not really for nightlife. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, took my mum. To it's a really good nightlife. Yeah, so from what I've heard, and I'm, yeah. I'm kind of curious to check it out one of these days. Yeah. Maybe maybe you and I should do that sometime. Uh, but Dortmund, what was the scene like then? What was the next step for you? When we arrived in Dortmund, we started studying, more or less, and I, um, we just had a self-produced album out, our first album, so-called um, So Much Weakness and I Lost My Sense, yeah, was the album name. And uh, we concentrated on finding a good record company and to have a proper album coming out, so we put really a lot of energy in finding people helping us getting real professional musicians yeah to get a to get a foot in the door somewhere yeah as well, yeah you know? so it was a good good um thing to be in dortmund at the time just because we had the visions we still have the visions magazine and we knew a lot of people from there and we had a, a good radio promotion company and a good promotion company for for the print media and we found a small label and we found a management so this was the first small step in the door. It was all based in Dortmund. It a was a perfect marriage was born, as they say. Yeah, and then at that time we all started to to move in one living community in a really big um, flat in Dortmund city. It was it was a good time, yeah. and we were constantly playing shows. And if we compare, if we use a little comparison to where we are now in uh, in twenty twenty, the scene. Because you know you've been around both in uh, Allen, Münster, Wilhelmshaven, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and now Dortmund, and not in this order. But what's the difference between the scene now in Dortmund and when you were doing this in the early two thousands? That's a good question. I'm I moved away from Dortmund five years ago, but um, had still I always have a good strong connection to to the scene. I think it changed just because the internet. And um, everyone is focused on keep their things together and have the possibility to have a, have a life as a musician. It it just just complicate became more complicated to to be a professional musician just with with the streaming devices and um, everyone can make a record. Yeah, right. Everyone, you don't For need better or worse. You you don't need to have a studio and no. at the mid. 2000 it was it wasn't that big this this problems and everyone um, we we met at the bar and talked to other bands and we met each other in our rehearsal rooms and it was a stronger community i think it broke broke up so the the, the technology's been a bit of a blessing and a curse and yeah, of course. Measures, yeah? It's, mm. it's made things We'll talk a bit about your solo album that's yeah. coming out, which is no, but nobody needs a label anymore. No, exactly. Right? Nobody. The A and R man. All of these things are yeah. are, are redundant. They're yeah. all gone. Yeah, and I don't think it's a good thing. So you you can try it with the old ways mm-hmm. to to find an A and R and to find a good label, but nobody gives a shit if you <laughs> if you um, have a contract with Universal or not. No. Well, they're looking for the next YouTube overnight sensation. No. But it's, uh, no. You remember, you've ever heard the song Friday? The YouTube song Friday? No, okay, we'll talk about that later. But a friend of... <laughs> no, this is just when you said something like you don't need a record label to do it. So it was 
uh, when I was living in South Korea, the guitar player I was mostly playing with, he sent me this link and he just said, you should watch this and then life will never be the same again. <laughs> and it was basically some rich teenager's father who paid for the video mm -hmm. and all of the production and all of mm -hmm. And the song is called Friday, so yes. Okay. It's definitely for the shame playlist, I think. <laughs> it's, it's, but this is a good example of yeah. what we're saying. It's taking. I think YouTube is a good good example for 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 that. Just because when we came to Dortmund in the mid two thousands, it didn't exist. YouTube wasn't there. No, it was not a thing. Yeah. It was it wasn't a thing. People and didn't have uh, mobile devices in their pockets, right? Yeah. Or, or yeah. We were listening to Walkmans or CD yeah. uh, players. Although I'm I'm really proud to to learn being a musician in these times to to get through the old school of things mm. i like it i don't want to be a professional musician or don't want to try <clears throat> a professional musician nowadays i think it's really hard to to really um earn a lot of money uh, earn a little bit of money or, with, any, with, or, or any, any money, money. <laughs> <laughs> for some of us it's like any money would do you know yeah. so we can't even count it yeah yeah that's a good analogy because Going back, it's only less than 20 years, but mm. uh, it's changed so much. Yeah. The band itself, uh, Black Rust, how many albums uh, uh, have you recorded? The band is still active, we should say. Yeah, we're still active, and we, um, the fourth album's coming out this year. And if we go, if we go back a little bit through the discography, uh, you and I were talking, the first time we met at New Year, we were talking about recording in London. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you like to yeah, share a little so, bit of that with us and how the band evolved from this first album in that made? In 2007, we found a good label and we found a good studio and we got uh, a publishing a publishing deal. Yeah. And they, uh, we recorded with a friend of ours in Hamburg for six six weeks, I guess. Robin Proper Shepherd from the band Sophia from London. Mm -hmm. And he had connections to Kenny Jones. He's a London-based... A producer, mixing engineer, and he, he did um, this charming man from the Smiths. There we go, okay, classic. And yeah. a good thing is that we, I had the possibility to use John Porter's acoustic guitar on that album. <laughs> the it one, was one of the perks of, of recording, we should say. Yeah, yeah. which was nice. Yeah, and that that same guitar was used on Meet Is Murder. Fantastic. Yeah. Man. I remember buying that album myself on vinyl, of course, <laughs> yeah. when it came out. Yeah, one of my favorites. And so that was the connection to to um, Kenny Jones in London. Yeah, also worked with Billy Bragg. And, hey, he worked uh, with Billy yeah. Bragg. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, was, I was a big, huge Billy Bragg fan in the, yeah. back in the day. You know, he did and, I liked his really first four or five albums. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he worked with Billy Bragg and with Morrissey and. And he was the he was the producer for the record. No, um, the producer for the record was Robin Proper Shepherd. Ah, yeah. Okay. And Kenny just did the and he did a wonderful job. And just did the mixing stuff. He did it on all albums. And um, what was the next step? And so now we're taking this leap into not really the unknown, but you're taking this great leap forward to use a Billy Bragg song. Mm -hmm. uh, you're using this. You know, you've started out reasonably small and now it's getting bigger and you can see yeah, things happening and yeah. the stages are getting bigger and what, yeah. was, what were some of the the promotional things that you had to do with these albums were there some bigger were the venues getting bigger or mm, so we decided to um, just keep it a little bit smaller mm -hmm. 
just we hadn't that enough money anymore. It was it really <laughs> we paid everything, everything yeah. by ourselves, just to have the the um, the creative freedom. So we we just sold our ready produced album to our record company, and so no, they couldn't say anything about the songs or the art itself. Um, we we kept it small. We did a with our first album, Medicine and Metaphors. We did a really massive tour. 30 days without a day off, which was... <laughs> or, or maybe a night off also. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Working around the clock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's what we're in it for, yeah? That's yeah, that, that, that's... that's um, Some days are a little harder than others, but... Yeah, yeah it was fun. Yeah, exactly. It was like, it was... Um, we, we, it's, it's the best thing to, to, to give concerts with your best friends. Yeah, it doesn't get much better. No. If there's people there in the audience, yeah. it's even better. Yeah. You, can, you can share And you get paid them. for that. <laughs> yeah, so. no? And we, we had our own bus and we traveled around Germany and it was quite awesome, the first tour. And after that, we decided to get in the studio really fast just because I had a lot of songs after that. After that release, I just wrote a lot of songs. And um, we decided to go back to the studio in Hamburg really quickly after... The release of Medicine and Metaphors. I think it was two years between the two albums, and then The Gangs Are Gone came out. Right after we played in India, we went to the studio to record that album. You just kind of casually dropped that in there that when we went to India. <laughs> so, uh, you and I were you were you were filling me in about some of how it all came about. Maybe you could share that with us. Okay, so it was a really good story. We had friends in Münster, based in Münster, and um, there were connections between the golf teacher of our bass player's father mm -hmm. and the best friend of him. He was uh, he's an Indian guy, and the brother of him is the head of the. A good institute in, in India, in South India. And so they asked us if we want to play there. And you said, yes. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Like, sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. It was the thing that um, we decided to go back to the studio really quickly after that. Just because we, we had some kind of the experience to, well, we're six friends traveling around the world to, to play a show, to play a rock show. And we started with uh, two acoustic guitars in Aalen, <laughs> near Münster. And we played in India. That's strange. Yeah, strange mind-blowing. Rock yeah. and roll takes you to all sorts of places. Yeah. And most of the best ones are the ones you don't expect. Yeah. yeah. And when this uh, opportunity arises, you would be... Uh, yeah, you have to take it. Yeah. Uh, there was some really... Strange things happened in the day we were talking about. You were well, not strange, strange in a good way. I mean that in a, a really positive way. Uh, was it an MTV interview? Or yeah, we did an uh, we did an interview uh, with MTV India. When MTV was still a thing, of course. Yeah, so, when, I, when when music television still existed. Yes, yeah. right. I don't even, does it exist anymore? I don't know. But anyway, that's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I should put that on my to do list. Uh, the, the concert itself in India, what kind of venue was it? And uh, It was some kind of stadium, some kind of athlete, uh, stadium for athletics. Mm -hmm, yeah. And they, um, it was a 5,000 show, I guess 5,000 people were there. I don't know exactly, but I guess. There was enough. Rough. Yeah, it was <laughs> a good show, yeah. A good show. Yeah. And we had good technicians and a good lighting system and it was, everything was perfect. It was Everything and more that you can ask. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know. 
it's always something that you can put in your memoirs whenever that time comes, right? Mm-hmm. When, you, when you get to write the book mm-hmm. or the audio book, probably <laughs> yeah. this will be one of the one of the chapters. It was it was a quite a good thing. It was a lot of fun. The band itself, we were talking about how it started from two acoustic guitars. It's a six-piece band, but I know there's a it's a bit unconventional in its makeup. The band it's conventional, but it has unconventional parts. Yeah. Um, we've got two acoustic guitars or, or two guitars. Yeah, we started we started with with acoustic music, like two acoustic guitars yeah. and, a, and a double bass and. So that that's the unconventional bit. I was. No, nah, it's not that unconventional. No, but it's less common than. Yeah, we we don't have jazz band. Drums. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and I, how do you get a double bass to India? There you go. Oh, it was a massive problem. Mm-hmm. We we uh, went to India with eighteen instruments, so we used a lot of uh, brass stuff and um, the the digital piano and all the guitars and so all. you shipped all that over. <laughs> oh wow! Well, yeah. But again, you you made it. Yeah. The the only thing we rented in India was were, were the amplifiers nice. and and the drum set. Everything else we. Um, we we got into the plane. The budget allowed for you, for you to mm-hmm. do this. Yes, well, that's yeah. quite nice. Mm-hmm. What about the the sound then? If we talk about the actual the sound of the band, the the sonic influences of the band, it's made it's six members. So it's two guitars, mm-hmm. uh, the stand up bass, mm-hmm. drums, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the other two I'm missing? It's a piano. Oh, of course. And uh, percussion. The percussions, yeah. But but we changed. Uh, the album we recorded, um, which comes out this year, it changed. We 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 got a little heavier, and it's, uh, the first people which um, heard that album said, "Whoa, it's a little bit like Bruce Springsteen and mm-hmm. and Pearl Jam, like it's that got stuff." A vibe to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about this uh, this new album then that's coming out? And uh, what we were talking before, <laughs> it should come out soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the? This is a solo album. Uh, no, this is uh, the Black Rust album. Yeah, sorry. And um, I recorded a solo album which comes out at the beginning of April 2020. Okay, and we shall hear a song from that uh, called Shattered Heart. Would oh, this mean? this one was uh, from my first solo album. Oh, right, okay. From 2016. Yeah, I didn't do my research. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <coughs> this is as good a time as any then. We take a little pause for a minute. Uh, we'll play the song. Would you like to? I'll, I'll line the song up for us if you'd like to introduce it, Jonas, and tell us, uh, you know, what album it's from. And it's from it's um, uh, the song called Shattered Heart, and it's from my first solo album, which is called My Demons from 2016. Let's take a listen then. Yeah, and it was the first take, the song, the recording. It was the first take. Oh, right. In the, so in the all, studio, it yeah. It was all done. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Here we go. find you wishing well and all the right things that you love we've been on the dark run quite too long on the thin board 
walking beside you feels like I'm not allowed. I hope you'll find someone to lean on. With less blood and with no light. Someone who's listening to you On the thin borderline I've been watching you for a long time Walking beside you feels like I'm not allowed. We've been sitting here quite a while, rehearsing some last songs for your shattered heart. The song uh, Shattered Heart was from your first album. Let's talk about the, the album that's forthcoming in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Or thumbs pressed. <laughs> yeah. We did the German way. Yeah, I recorded um, a new album all by myself at home. Uh, um, a new record all by myself at home, which is called Between the Bars and Blinding Lights. Cool name. Thank you. Where does it come from, the title? It's uh, the title song. It's a song on it, which is called... 
between the boss and Lanning. There's a lot of much visual imagery because the title has quite a lot of suggests. It's some 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 kind of sad love song. Yeah, sad love songs for dead people. So this the main theme of that album is is death and dead people and I lost quite a lot of people in the last two years and uh, some some kind of um, some kind of therapy thing. Yeah. To, to write about it it's an album maybe where you're you're opening yourself up a bit more yeah you're it's talking a bit more personal yeah, things yeah. in a more direct way yeah it's it's very direct because yeah. it's just you and mm -hmm. yeah, before we were saying a, a couple of people are help, helping you out with, their, with mm -hmm. the album on uh, piano and mm -hmm. and so on. yeah but primarily it's just you yeah and how many tracks on the album uh, it's um, four tracks on the album the four tracks uh, eight tracks on the album And I, I just decided to to put the eighth track on it. Not from the beginning, it was seven tracks, and now it's eight tracks. And we're expecting a release date. The expected release date is the second of April. Not the first. Not the first. No. <laughs> We have enough jokes here. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the the process for this album then? What are you planning to do to? promote it and uh, hopefully this will help you know it'll, it'll yeah. widen your audience somewhat what kind of things are you planning to, to promote the album um, I will release it only digital on Spotify Apple Music and Amazon mm -hmm. so there will won't be won't be um, um, CDs or something and uh, I plan to play a couple of um, living room shows in Germany I, th I like the idea too to grab my guitar and step into the train and play other other people um, living rooms how does how does one go about getting a gig like that how do how, how can people get hold of you for example mainly over facebook mm -hmm. i just ask if anyone's interested mm -hmm. and it works normally i played a couple of shows like this and um, maybe i'll do some some kind of lottery stuff so um You know, the 700 like will get a living room concert or okay. things so like that. Keep your eyes and your ears peeled for uh, <laughs> uh, on Jonas's Facebook page. Is, is Facebook your the easiest way for people to get hold of your work? Yeah. To see what's going yeah, on? Yeah, it is, yeah. To follow your progress? Yeah, it is. We'll put those links in our show notes so everyone can agree. We know where to go to look. The songs on the album, they, we were talking about the themes mostly for the, the songs and they were very personal and mm -hmm. quite direct in this sense. Is this a, a new step for you? Was it something that you felt you could do as you got a bit older as a musician rather than when you were mm. in your younger days? Or mm, So in my younger days it was like women, it was like to, to write about women drinking and partying mm -hmm. most of the time yeah, and the but, holy trinity right yeah <laughs> but but the thing is when we started black rust i always um wanted to to be more personal so it's personal music and uh, i always r write like diary it's always the lyrics which stand at first and after that the music so it's, I'm, i'm always writing and maybe it's a song maybe it's not a song maybe it's an lyrics, idea an idea yeah And poems or stuff. Okay. Yeah. So you keep a, uh, I don't know, you're a bit old-fashioned in the sense you keep a notebook with you, or you mm -hmm. put it on the notebook on your phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But, But I, I got a, I got a really cool new app 
for for my iPhone. What's it called? It's called. <laughs> wait, it's called um, Hum, mm -hmm. and it's um, a musical notebook. You can record your guitars mm -hmm. and stuff, and you can put on the lyrics and the chords. And this this is cool. <laughs> Excellent. So we're looking at some uh, some some live dates possibly we're in the middle of this uh, corona crisis or mm. outbreak of a B movie it feels like it it's, yeah I'm waiting for The Rock to come and save the day or something <laughs> or, 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 or Dustin Hoffman or something I don't know who I, I always um, me and my girlfriend Jenny we were in a big shopping mall last Monday mm -hmm. in Hamm yeah the, the Ali Center mm -hmm. you know that and it felt like Dawn of the Dead <laughs> there was no one there and I always thought it would be so funny when, when zombies just come come in and we have to take shelter in, in some kind of store it would be funny I'm sure George is it George C. Romero? yeah I'm sure he's uh, yeah, having a bit of a laugh about this as we speak you know? <laughs> yeah. I know he's not with us anymore but I'm sure whatever he is he's looking down yeah, and, uh, yeah just yeah. what about the the band itself then Uh, we talked about the solo album, maybe some of these living room gigs or one or two other things that might come up in the year. Uh, with the band Blackbust itself, any plans to to get together for some shows? Yeah, definitely. We we're looking forward to maybe play a tour in fall, mm -hmm. but we have for, at first we have to get the record out, and then we have to rehearse, <laughs> and we have to get some things together and then we will play a few shows but so, we, we, we will um, not tour like just two weeks in a row yeah and just a few concerts and it would be nice to catch up with the, the, the old band members again yeah it's fun it's still a six piece yeah yeah it's, it's still a six piece yeah this, this mm -hmm. hasn't really changed no we were talking off air about some of the the places that you've you've played or the venues you've played Is there one that sticks out in your mind? Of the venues? Yeah, big or small. Um, I always like to play uh, the beat pool in Dresden, which is a massive ballroom. And you're on the stage and you just see this this massive old room, which is beautiful. And it's it's a good place to play. And nice I, acoustics, I imagine. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 definitely. I like to play small club shows. I don't like to play big open air shows. It's, you get a bit lost in the yeah, and it's and connection it's, between you and the crowd. Yeah, it's, and it's stressful. It's a lot of work behind the scenes. Yeah, definitely. And behind the stages, and um, well, it's fun. It's fun to play an open air, but not for the show. Just back, keep backstage. Yeah. You're hanging around. Um, you meet a lot of other bands and have a good time. But the show itself, it's more stressful than fun. And then it's all about getting it done on time and all mm -hmm, these other mm -hmm, things. Yeah, exactly. When you go back to the, the roots of it all, when you're just playing smaller venues or you plug and play kind of thing, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, you just, yeah. You turn up, do a little, maybe you do a sound check, maybe not, but you just, yeah. you, you have this adrenaline rush mm. and you just go for it. It's stressful. It's We had it a lot of times to... to get to the venue, get to the open air, and there's no more time. You have to grab your instrument and play the show. And that's stressful. I don't like that. No. This is the, this is the kind of the side of rock and roll that people mm -hmm. 
they, they see the other end but yeah there's there's no time anymore to 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 eat something or to have a coffee or to have a <laughs> beer in front of the show and no that's not cool um, we were also talking about the the other projects that you work on mm -hmm. these would we call it a show band Is yeah some kind of show band some kind of carnival cover band yeah uh, <laughs> so for anyone listening outside of Germany who doesn't know about carnival it's this well maybe you could explain to us Jonas since you oh. it happens primarily between it happens between a year, would you say ah, it's it's a, it's a folklore thing mm -hmm. and uh, I think the 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 roots of it is the medieval times Yeah, that so you say good back. say goodbye to the winter ghosts, mm -hmm. and you have to um, you have the last chance to to have a big party and to um, be someone else with all the masks and stuff, and then on Ash Wednesday the the Lent. No, what's called in English the Fastenzeit. This is uh, Lent. Okay. So it's this it begins. Where you, yeah, you okay. abstain from doing all the things that yeah. you've done before. Yeah, the okay. Good stuff, okay. So yeah. it's the last chance to have a have a good party. And then it's Easter, and then we start again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm um, here in the area of North Rhine-Westphalia. There's a lot of carnival clubs, mm -hmm. and I was I'm in a carnival club my whole life since I'm I'm always a pawn, and I like it. So the thing in Germany is. You like it or you don't like it. Okay. There's no thing between There's no, no, no middle ground. Yeah. No. And so we started that band uh, five years ago. And my sister is a singer. And we were well, some kind of quite rock and roll band. And it's fun. Uh, you, you play to a lot of people who are in good moods, shall we say. Mm -hmm. in, um, a lot of drunk people. Yes, basically. Yeah. They're there for a good time. A lot of... I play in front of a lot of drunk people the songs I would never play <laughs> that was my next question because I was going to say of course there's this uh, there's this whole sub-genre this German genre of schlager music do you what kind of songs do you play in the we're, we're some kind of cool show band we play a lot of stuff from BAP the mm -hmm. Cologne band from Cologne which does a good work I really like that band and we did some some songs from Herbert Grunemeyer Mm -hmm. I like Herbert Grunemeyer but we play Schlager as well yeah I, going, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it well why not right it's uh, yeah, it's, it's I not think there's anything wrong with it. it's okay yeah I always I always um, wanted to play a Dancing Queen from ABBA mm -hmm. which is cool it's a great, a great song, song. yeah <laughs> I, I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago and this was before Carnival and she was going to a Yeah, she was going to a pajama party, but the at, in Dawson, I think it was, yeah, mm -hmm. or Voltrop, somewhere like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there was a show band playing there. So I looked at the Facebook page, and it mm -hmm. was, it just said, "We'll play Schlager, we'll play this, and we'll play that." It just sounded like a good time. The thing is, with a show band, um, you don't have to prove that you're a good musician and you're a good band. So when we're we're at the beginning with Black Rust. You have to prove that you're good. You have to really fight about the audience and the ears of the audience. It's a perception thing. Yeah, and so on the with the show band, you you go on stage and play a song everybody knows, and everything's partying and <laughs> whoa. 
I don't have it's, it's to, I don't have to work and I don't have to fight. <laughs> it's no. cool. But people walk away, right? They just they're like, what's this guy doing? Yeah, yeah. They, they just leave. But yeah, the, these bands I played in, yeah, a lot of cover bands over the years, and when you, it's a yeah, it's a thing. You make people dance or people have mm-hmm. a good time. It's a good thing. I like it. Yeah. It's a good, good, nice. Um, break from that serious music I make it's maybe a bit of an accompaniment yeah it's a good it's a yourself in a different way yeah it's a good co-work between and you're in the band with your sister you were yeah saying. yeah we're like the Kelly family <laughs> the Partridge family there's lots of that yeah there's lots of these <laughs> family bands it's, it's cool it's good to have her as a singer she's a good singer by the way and you were telling me you, you played recently you did seven shows in one night mm-hmm. yeah that's just yeah, how does that even work it's <laughs> how long were the sets like an, an just hour? about half an hour oh okay so mm, it's okay it's not but it's stressful it's a lot of running even around, even it? when it's when it's only in one town it's stressful you just go from one to the mm-hmm. next to the next and mm-hmm. of course it's catching your breath or trying to have a smoke before yeah, you start yeah. it's hard <laughs> yeah, the rock and roll life is not an easy one is no it, it isn't <laughs> Jonas, before we uh, move on to our top five, uh, where could we see your work, or where could we listen to it, rather? You know, and uh, what kind of social media are we are we using these days? Um, so I'm really active on Instagram right now, and Facebook, of course, and all my music and all the Black Rust music is available on Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon. If we were looking on Instagram, would we just look under Black Rust? No, we don't uh, have a Black Rust account. It's just my private account, but which is called Black Rust One. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of mixture. Do, do you get a lot of reaction on this? Uh, yeah, I do. Instagram, it seems mm-hmm. to be the yeah, the, the not the new thing, but the next thing. Mm-hmm, I do. Yeah, I get a really good request. Mm-hmm. And some feedback from some feedback from from all over the world, and it's good. It's a good way to stay in touch from uh, with friends from all over the world. Yeah, I've been experimenting as as you you've seen. I've been experimenting it with myself the last. But it few works. Weeks. It's, it's good. It's a work in progress. Let's put it that way. Some some days are better than others. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. It's a, it's quite a nice way to do it. You can add yeah. audio and video and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So that takes us to the top five. Are you? Are you ready for it? Top five? Yeah. Yeah? Where we ask our guests as I, as I reach over for my top I like top, top lists. Yeah. We, we go for five and then see what happens. <laughs> um, top five. So these are five general questions. Uh, I'm not going to ask them in any specific order, but Jonas, who's an artist that we should be listening to? Mm, only music? Uh, your choice. Everyone should get into the work of Andy Kaufman. He was a genius. And of course, those who don't know, we're talking like, if I'm thinking R.E.M. songs, Man in the Moon. Oh, okay, yeah, of course. Yeah, the, the famous R.E.M. song, Man on the Moon, is about Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman started at Saturday Night Live in the yeah. mid-70s in the USA, and he did a really um, expressed comedy style, mm-hmm. which was not that traditional stand-up comedian stuff. Yeah. He did some some kind of maybe he was the first who did multimedia comedy. He had a own he had his own uh, TV show, and he wanted the director to 
change some stuff with the cameras so that all people at home thought the TV broke. <laughs> and he that was the joke. Right. A bit and surreal. Yeah, surreal, surreal comedy, comedy yeah. Um, and even till today, um, he, he died on cancer. Yeah. 1984, I guess. Yeah, it was early 80s. Yeah. Remember. He was in Taxi as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played in Taxi. Sitcom, yeah. And they, um, so even to this day, there are a lot of people thinking he isn't dead. He, it's just a joke from him. So everyone should should get into the work of Andy Kaufman. He was brilliant. What do you think? Joke or not joke? Uh, if he's here or not? <laughs> You're on the face? Nah, I don't know. Well, nah, no, I think he's dead. I'm sure we can have, have you seen it and see what the conspiracy theories. Say. Have Have you seen the movie with yeah, Jim Carrey? Yeah, a long time ago. Though, yeah, with it's Jim one of yeah. one of my favorite movies of all time, and there was the documentary. I haven't seen the documentary um, with Jim Carrey on Netflix. Oh, okay, it was brilliant, and he was Andy Kaufman in that role. Uh, yeah, and he took it to the to the edge of mm-hmm. the performance. Yeah. Phase as well. What about a musical artist we should be listening mm. to? Who's someone you would recommend for us? Like a German artist, English singing, whatever. Right now, I listen in a lot songs from the band Blanco White. It's a good band. They just released a few EPs and singles. Not an album yet, but I don't know. I think they're from the UK. They're cool. Right. We should post it's it's that, yeah. really a smooth, a little bit dark folk rock stuff which is good sounds good what about uh, a guilty pleasure uh, a musical act or band or artist that yeah <laughs> I think we know what's coming next yeah I love the band Creed okay and I love the song will you take me higher <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's awesome he's had some I was reading uh, about what happened to Creed I don't know if they made a comeback or not I'm not sure I know the guitar player went on to do Alter Bridge yeah and uh, I remember their first album and I think they're still playing today mm-hmm. I think they're mm-hmm. still pretty active and Tremonti's quite a mm-hmm. well known guitar player yeah. but the singer guys, Scott Stepp did he go a bit mad or he went mad yeah I'd... he he released his solo album and he did some strange things on YouTube with some kind of I don't know some some kind of addiction problems and so maybe some, he wasn't in a good place when he yeah, was doing them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess there was a I don't know exactly what happened, but um, he went to a TV show to say sorry to something. Mm-hmm. There was something like that. I think he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of Trump asshole. Uh, okay, he's he has a, an agenda maybe of something. Yeah. Like but I like the band Creed very 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 thick guitar sound Mm -hmm. I don't even know if that's the right adjective to describe it but a very 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 big guitar sound yeah and I really like Human Clay that album it's a good album with a lot of good songs it must be 20 years ago that album I think it came out 1989 wow okay so yeah some time ago yeah I just remember I came from school and bought it in our CD store in my hometown. It was around about that time with the, the people, I remember people comparing the, the his voice to all the other voices of that time. Yeah, Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Was, uh, and do you remember that MTV Celebrity Deathmatch? 
there was a uh, a part of the show where Scott Scapp fought Eddie Vedder in that clay style <laughs> oh, yeah. and Eddie Vedder won <laughs> so funny <laughs> I'm not surprised. Really. And everyone, everyone's talking in the video like, rrr, rrr, you stole my voice, you stole my voice. There's some great Eddie Vedder videos on YouTube. I remember sort of watching them with a friend of mine, and it's uh, misunderstood lyrics or something. Like yeah. That. So no one knows what Eddie Vedder saying, right? So it's, rrr, 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 and, but of course the, the subtitles underneath are completely bizarre to what he's singing. You know, he's like, yeah. Eddie Vedder's not okay with this. I think he's yeah. he's made quite a good career for himself about being. Yeah. I think he's a cool guy. Yeah, he's a very multi-talented yeah. guy as well. And I'm did really ukulele album. Yeah, it's great. It's really great. And he did a soundtrack into the wild or something mm -hmm. as well. If I remember rightly. Yeah. yeah, he's done a whole lot of things that people don't really know about. Mm -hmm. just think and he's a good artist, a, a, a painter. A painter too. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. yeah. So what's what happens when you get so much time on your hands, Jonas? Uh, you, know, you can you get to enjoy your passion. But so that's a guilty pleasure Creed mm -hmm. not bad good call <laughs> if I asked you who would you like to most collaborate with and why it could be as a band or as a with just a, another solo artist I just want to collab collaborate with with a black metal band from Norwegian I think that would be a cool thing I always wanted to do that are you much of a who would sing I don't know would you give it a go? Would you be up Why for not? It? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but I really would like to, to play together with a black metal band. That's it. I wasn't expecting that answer, but okay. That sounds fine. Is there any Norwegian black black metal? That's mm -hmm. what we get. Uh, is there anyone that we should know the name of? Mayhem and Gogroth and... Okay, I shall go check them out. Abath and um, there's a lot of really famous... There's a big scene up there. In yeah. Dimmu Borgia. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, are they a bit like Lamb of God? You know, this kind? Or is it a bit... No, no, no. Lamb of God is, is such a different thing. Okay. Yeah. I still have to learn these things. Okay. But it's loud. I know this much. Yeah, it's pretty loud. I really like to make that kind of musical art. A psych project. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. We and I really, that. really like that that, um, that that lack of that metal scene. I think it's good music. I think it's art. I don't right. see it as, as music. I see it as an art stuff it's kind of weird how it came out of that region primarily like Norway or mm. Denmark or the, 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 these Nordic countries and how they've managed to uh, make it their own mm -hmm. yeah with the weather or the yeah. expensive beer whatever yeah. it is it's a yeah. <laughs> bit of both <laughs> what's your go-to karaoke tune to be honest you, you get to do karaoke for real though right so it's uh, the last time I did karaoke I did um, I think an ABBA song um, the winner takes it all oh nice mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a, a karaoke takes you to the other place, right? It's a, yeah, you have to be really drunk. <laughs> well, here's one. Of, I don't know if you know this, but one of the differences between karaoke here in the West, you might do it in a pub, for example. Mm -hmm. There'll be someone with a machine and you just pick up the mic mm -hmm. and do it there. But in Asia or South Korea, particularly, you actually go into your own private room and do it. Okay. So it's just, I've known people maybe extreme something but they'll go in and sing on their own for half an hour whatever. okay they just go and rent a room and let it all out or you which, is, which is a good thing yeah it's, it's, great. It's, it's great yeah it's not that expensive it's maybe 10 euros an hour or something okay. like that. but this is a kind of really common thing for people to do they've been out for something to eat with their work colleagues and then they go for a drink afterwards and then the third step on this uh, 
<laughs> this ladder is the, the karaoke bar or the cool. nori van room. Cool. But the only downside to this is they have a tambourine in the room. And if you know people who can't use a tambourine, it's quite distressing. It's, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it tips me over the edge. You it's know? dangerous. <laughs> they're, they're clapping on the one and the three, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just... Okay. Yeah, I see. So you need to be really drunk just to kind of <laughs> make it go away. And lots of reverb. And lots of reverb, yeah. Oh, of course. It just uh, takes you to that other place. So cool. Ava, karaoke tune, winner takes it all. Yeah. Last question on our top five. We, we touched on this briefly, but... The best venue you played at, you mentioned in Dresden. Is there something a bit more local, either in your hometown or in Dortmund that we could... I remember playing a good show at the Juicy Beats Festival together with Black Rust a few years ago. And this is a two-day festival. This is a two-day festival, yeah. In July, I think it is. Yeah, August. I think in August, July, something. And um, that was cool, just because it was a like a, like a big tent. Mm-hmm. And... That was cool, but I think the, the 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 nicest stage we were on was on the Haldan Pop Festival, the Spiegelzelt, the tent, the mirror tent. That was awesome. Was that uh, an evening gig or no? It was a after dark. Or? It was. I think it was quite early at the day. I think it was around one one p.m. But it was dark just because the the mirror tent mm-hmm. was cool. Do you have a preference if you were playing a show, for example? Do you have a preference to play at night or? I really like to play um, really late at night. I like it to to go on the stage at eleven. The atmosphere is right. Yeah, the feeling is right. Yeah, and I really like to have a, a support band, a good support band. This is the yeah. Maybe this is the real rock and roll witching hour. We get into eleven, twelve o'clock. Mm. Uh, when when we were play gigs in South Korea but it was quite often we would start at 12 mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. 10.30 or 11 o'clock yeah, we never started early yeah. because you, you would play till 2 in the morning or 3 mm. in the morning yeah. ah, those were the days mm-hmm. I really like it Jonas it's been an absolute pleasure thanks for spending the time with us and uh, I hope you get the album released on time you will get the album as soon as it's finished Excellent. It sounds like a plan. Jonas, thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers. It was a pleasure. to the end of another episode of Can't Find My Way Home. Thanks to Jonas for being my first face-to-face podcast. I had a great time talking about music life and all things in between. I'll leave links to where you can find Jonas's work, both solo and with Black Rust. You're in for a real treat when you check them out, so please do. New album's coming out the 2nd of April, so fingers crossed. All things going to plan. We'll hear some new material really soon. Where can you find more about Can't Find My Way Home? You can find us on Facebook at Expat Music Pod, or you can simply search for Can't Find My Way Home. You can find us on Instagram at can't.findmywayhome. We're also on Google Podcasts and Spotify. When you do find us, leave a review. Tell us what you think. I'm really curious to hear what everyone's 
what the word in the street is. The last place you can find us is at anchor.fm. Simply search for Can't Find My Way Home, all one word. From there you can find our Instagram, uh, YouTube, and a whole bunch of different other podcast platforms where you can find the podcast. We're actually recording this in the middle of all this corona, COVID virus scenario now that it's in Europe. So please folks, take care of one another. Don't take all the toilet paper in the supermarket. Come on, leave something for the rest of us, eh? So until the next podcast, this is Craig saying take it easy and uh, see you on the next one.